Now, now your ideas don't have to wait. Now they have everything they need to come to life. Dell Technologies and Intel are creating technology that loves ideas, loves expanding your business, evolving your passions. We push what technology can do so great ideas can happen right now. Find out how to bring your ideas to life at Dell.com. Welcome to now. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? How about we can just watch basketball? Hello and welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Dave DeFore here with Keith Parrish for your Christmas Day recap. Happy Monday, everybody. Before we start, don't forget, if you haven't already subscribed, go to theathletic.com slash NBA show. Right now, you can get us for just $24 for the whole year. That's right. Start your new year off right. Get those late Christmas presents in. Theathletic.com slash NBA show. Uh, a lot of stuff to get to from Saturday, so we're going to jump right in with Warriors Suns and Keith, the Warriors, shorthanded, missing a couple of starters with, with guys in health and safety protocols, and it did not slow them down. They had 116-107 to 107 victory in Phoenix, and I think we're going to start with Steph Curry, but man, we could, we could pick anyone on the roster here, Keith. Every Warrior kind of had a great game. It was a tremendous basketball game. It was a game I assume lots of you, like me, were watching with relatives. And I like I felt like I needed to point out to people, but I withheld. I needed to point out just how good both of these teams are. I was like, guys, this is incredible basketball. I don't know if you understand. I know that, like, good job to the NBA for putting such a marquee game on Christmas Day. These teams were fantastic. I don't think they knew both these teams would be this awesome. I mean, this is basically best case scenario for both these teams. I know they all had finals dreams, but they've come into fruition, it feels like. It's like them and the Jazz are clearly the three best teams in the West. And like Suns, Warriors lived up for an amazing game on Christmas. As for like, yeah, you could compliment any number of the Warriors. Yeah, it's it's incredible what guys have done. You know, you say they're missing players, but that's just more opportunity for Gary Payton, too. That's just more opportunity for Otto Porter to, to I guess, make Bulls and Wizards fans feel sad. Like, why didn't why didn't we get that, Otto Porter? I mean, it was, yeah, it was an amazing game. Steph Curry, even though his shooting wasn't, like, you know, it wasn't great for him. Just the overwhelming defense of the Warriors and holding down a Suns team that played, again, very, very well. Like, it was a delight of a basketball game for Christmas afternoon. Yeah, in the first half, the Suns did a good job of punishing the Warriors inside. The Suns centers, Aiton and JaVale McGee, were fantastic, and it was just tough for the Warriors, but the Warriors, they did what they do. They adjusted, they switched things up, and I thought some of the looks that they were throwing at Chris Paul and Devin Booker were fantastic. They were mixing up their coverages, and Keith, they kept Chris Paul out of the mid-range, and I mean, he was only 7-14 in this game, but he wasn't drawing the defense, so only eight assists, you know, and, and that's normally when his he's not getting to that spot, he's able to create for others a little bit more, and it wasn't necessarily the case in this one. I mean, it just, it wasn't enough. Chris Paul didn't have enough, basically, I don't want to say by himself, because the team, that team is so deep. Like, they're so fantastic. There was large stretches of this game where actually, I thought the Suns were going to win. They, they took the punch from the Warriors, and then in that third quarter, like, they were pushing, they were coming on, they were making shots. Like, you have Cam Johnson, who's been on this incredible run, you know, playing one when Devin Booker was out, and now coming off the bench, he's still playing so well. Like, Cam Johnson and Mikhail Bridges, I would trust those two to do anything. Like, Fix my house? I don't know. Like, like anything, those guys were working together. Like, I love the vibes they have together, how well they played. I guess you could point to Devin Booker. Like, he had a not good game. If Chris Paul gives you 21-8 and eight on this 
seven or 14 of the field. You, you would think that's good enough looking at the rest of the roster and the stats they had. But Devin Booker, you know, like he had an underwhelming game. But I think, like you said, you give credit to the Warriors' defense. Draymond Green was possessed. Like, he was so good in this whole game. And that Warriors team, it doesn't matter who's out there. It's a system. It's just replaceable pieces. And, like, they're so good at so many facets of the game. Yeah, and we got to call out, again, specifically, Otto Michael Jordan Porter Jr. Because the 19 points that he put up, uh, look, you look at that, it kind of is whatever. It's three of seven from three. But... The, the little stretch that he had to seal the game for the Warriors, that was fun. He hit a couple of tough fadeaway mid-range jumpers, hit a couple of big threes. And, you know, this is the sort of guy that they have needed for a couple of years now. They've mi been missing that Sean Livingston, previously Andre Iguodala, guy who at full strength is going to be able to come off the bench and give him a high level of play. But I actually want to talk about his defense in this game because – you mentioned Draymond Green being possessed, but Draymond Green, Otto Porter, and Gary Payton the second defensively, I don't know if there's a trio in the league that's scarier when those guys are locked in like they were against the Suns. Yeah, there are some of the best defenders playing together. And you just you admire the way the Warriors identified how a big lacking in their roster construction was to have just basically veteran guys who you could plug in. And even Gary Payton, too, who doesn't have a lot of experience, he's been around, and we know he can defend. And him finding this perfect spot right on this team, it seems like it's a great location for him to be playing. But, like, Otto Porter, yeah, comes up big down the stretch. Even Bielitsa in the fourth quarter was huge. And, like, I've been on this show and other shows kind of, like, in the summer, in the offseason, doubting that, like, all right, you guys telling me Bielitsa and Otto Porter, who, who weren't getting on the court for teams that haven't been that good recently, are, are the answer? Well, it looks like so far this season, they absolutely are the answer. They're the missing pieces that the Warriors needed around Steph and Draymond. Another fun game in Milwaukee between the Celtics and the Bucks, And, Keith, I actually thought the Celtics had this one wrapped up. They had a 13-point lead with, like, five and a half to go. And then Giannis just took over. Giannis was a late addition to the starting lineup, clearing health and safety protocols just before game time. And, uh, man, he just had a great game. 36 points, 12 rebounds, five assists, couple of blocks. But that stretch for the last five and a half minutes of, of action, that's the stuff that makes this guy MVP. That's the sort of stuff that makes him the best player in the league on any given night. I mean, he is just absolutely dominant in a way that nobody else is in the league. Yeah, you said he had a couple of blocks, but let's be real. He had that one block, the game-winning block or the game-sealing block. The finish of that game, the closing lineup of the Bucks was so dominant. And once again, throwing it to the holiday experience I had watching it with other basketball fans, but not hardcore NBA fans. And I'm mostly keeping my mouth shut. I don't want to be the NBA nerd in the room, but like they were like, when it was over, they were like, that was incredible. That was unbelievable how the Bucks came back and won. And I, in my head, I was saying, man, not really. The Bucks are amazing. Like the Bucks are amazing. They know exactly what they're doing at any point in the basketball game. They came through last year in the finals. And now when they have Middleton, when they have Drew, when Giannis is doing what he's doing, and then all of a sudden like George Hill and you got Wes Matthews, those veterans with a lot of experience, they knew what they were doing every single possession on offense. They knew how they were going to guard the Celtics. The Celtics were the ones who, all right, the game is no longer coming easy to us. It's slowed down. Milwaukee has turned up the defensive pressure. And you saw the Celtics, we don't really have an answer. So I'm sitting there like, 
I honestly thought the Bucks were going to come back because they're really good, and the Celtics are the team right now I, who doesn't know who it is, you know, I think when the pressure gets turned up. Well, this was a game that highlights one of the biggest areas of weakness for the Boston Celtics, and we all know what it is. It's been the same issue they've had for years. They need a legitimate playmaker. In this game, I thought the Bucs did a great job of sending the double teams at both Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, knowing that they could just completely confuse and clog that offense. And, Keith, I think that as we're heading into trade season, the beginning of the year, I mean, this is the sort of game that's going to be highlighted over and over and over again. Marquee matchup, they had it wrapped up. I mean, a 13-point lead with less than six to go, you got to win those games. And, and, you know, look, Boston, you're not a good team. You're you're definitely not on the same level of the Bucs. But Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, they want to be held at this, you know, very high standard. And I'm sorry, man, but stars win this game. And and so as we're looking ahead, January 15th, looming large, and then obviously the trade deadline a few weeks after that, this game in particular shines bright for me as a, just a glaring need for playmaking. Yeah, and I don't know who would possibly be available who fits the bill there. I don't think there is a, a magic answer for like someone who can create like for others and fit on the court. Cause like these are talented guys. We're not saying the guys playing for the Celtics aren't talented. They're just not bucks level. They're not elite teams in the NBA level. Like the Celtics are still probably going to make the playoffs and, and Brown and Tatum are awesome, but you do feel like to make another step to get even better, to advance in the postseason, you got to have somebody who can handle the ball and create. Like, I know Schroeder was out, but like, he's not that guy. He's looking for his own offense. He's another kind of your turn, my turn, offensive player and I don't know I mean I, I can't think of anybody um who likes to set others up who, who would be available John Wall if he gets bought out I know that's unlikely but like again like I, I don't know who the Celtics are gonna are gonna go looking for yeah Peyton Pritchard and Romeo Langford I thought both had pretty decent games and, and Jalen Brown and, and Jason Tatum decent games it's just you know the Bucks are just a machine and you know it's funny they started DeMarcus Cousins he played 17 minutes in this game Keith nine points eight rebounds and, I mean, look, starting to look like a guy that if Brooke Lopez is really going to miss some time, is Boogie Cousins sliding just right into this role? Man, DeMarcus Cousins has been so good for the Bucks recently. He's, I mean, on the one hand, you think, all right, he's soaking up regular season minutes, but he's just becoming this, like, short burst, kind of just another offensive piece to throw at other teams that already have so much to handle with the other Bucks weapons. And so, like, yeah, it's really cool. To see Boogie, who went from being an all-NBA type player to struggling with injuries and then not knowing like where his place in the league is, to now if he can find this little spot, small role on the Bucs, it, that's kind of a, it's a cool story. And the other big game on Christmas Day, the Nets went to L.A. to play the Lakers, uh, at least some of them. Uh, the shorthanded Nets, just like every <laughs> other team in the league, uh, they beat the Lakers 122-115. to 115, and, and this is a little bit of a story of three quarters, And then a fourth quarter, Keith, because for three quarters of this game, the Nets were dominant. James Harden looked awesome. Patty Mills has a game of his life. Wound up with 34 points at the end of this one. Um, But clearly, James Harden looked hampered uh, by being out for a little while. Just didn't have the gas at the end. But, man, the Nets should not have won this game, even even being shorthanded, especially with James Harden getting cleared kind of late and arriving to L.A. late. I know the Lakers are also shorthanded, but you would think the home court advantage would have helped them. But outside of LeBron, man, the Lakers are just sad right now. 
I'm confused about the way actually Steve Nash used James Harden in this game. You, you, you talk about him being cleared late to play in this game, and then he plays all 12 minutes of the fourth quarter. When they had a lead, like I, that seems like that's poor management in my mind. Like, why is he playing the final 12 minutes of the game in, in his first game back? Well, yeah, it was a strange game where, you know, you had LeBron playing basically as well as you could. You had guys who were signed, like Stanley Johnson. He's now playing like, crunch time minutes for the Lakers just basically off the street. Hey, come join our team. And now you see Lakers fans being like, hey, he could be good for us. Uh, he could be the missing piece, the rangy wing. You're like, all right, Stanley Johnson, good luck. It's a weird time of year for every team, but but for the Lakers, it I think it's just been weird all season, and that's they're getting to try guys out. I mean, Darren Collison out of retirement played twelve minutes for him. Again, I think that the Lakers are going to stabilize quite a bit, especially you know if they get AD back after All Star break. Uh, but can they tread water until then? I mean. LeBron was just awesome in this game. 39 points and nine rebounds, seven assists, three steals, a block. I just don't know what more the man can do. Yeah, LeBron was awesome. You know who wasn't awesome? Your guy, Russell Westbrook. My guy. guy. I mean, he had a triple-double. Kimball Walker and Russell Westbrook um, with the uh, the Christmas Day triple-doubles. So that's pretty good, right? Oh, is that a good game? I mean, I, listen. He might have had the worst triple double in the history of basketball. It's not. It, listen, it's not even. I looked this up because I was curious. It's not even the worst triple double in the history of Russell Westbrook's basketball. Um, Russell Westbrook. That's only the fourth worst shooting percentage he's had in a triple double. Uh, he was four for twenty on Christmas Day. Uh, that's twenty percent. He's actually had three triple doubles with the worst field goal percentage. So not the actual technical worst triple double in basketball history. <laughs> and he only had three turnovers. I should say. So hey, a missed shot's better than a turnover, right? That, uh, no, a missed layup is basically a turnover in this league. <laughs> uh, Patty Mills, like I said, was awesome. Eight of thirteen from three, thirty-four points. James Harden had the thirty-six point triple double. Uh, a pretty good triple double. Or ten assists, ten rebounds, we'll thirty-six it. points. Uh, three of eight from downtown. And by the way, uh, low key, seventeen free throws for James Harden. So uh, I think that that free throw number is starting to stabilize a little I'm, bit. I'm not a huge fan of James Harden, once again, figuring out the referees and getting back to the foul line all the time. But one thing you said a little bit earlier about can the Lakers tread water, they've lost five straight, but yes, they can, in fact, tread water because the Western Conference stinks. It stinks. And, like, they've lost five straight and have not fallen out of the seven seed. No one is coming for them. The Mavericks aren't coming for him. Like, maybe eventually Luka Doncic will come back and the Mavericks will come for him. But it doesn't seem like the Timberwolves or the Spurs or the Trailblazers or the Kings are coming for him. I mean, they're eventually going to win some games. And I do think, yes, it's not going to be too late for them. They're, they're going to be able to hang on. And on that note, that's going to do it for the show, folks. Don't forget, go to theathletic.com slash NBA show. Get a year subscription to The Athletic. Get this podcast. No ads. $24 for the year. Go and do it, theathletic.com slash NBA show. For Keith Parrish, I'm Dave DeFore. Keith, what do we say? Ding, ding.
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.